It's the Gita Interviews, the premier global IT solution podcast, where we talk to the CEOs and business leaders who are growing their companies through global partnerships. I'm your host, Emery Giositz, the executive director of the Global IT Alliance. Hello, and welcome to the Gita podcast. I'm honored today to be joined by Mark Romanowski, the executive vice president of Agilent. Agilent is the United States Gita partner, and I'm happy to be having a conversation with Mark. Mark, how are you doing? How are things? Good. Good morning. Everything is fine in our new world that we live in, the new reality. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So let's jump right into that. How did your business survive and how did COVID turn out in 2020 for Agilent? Yeah, so it's quite interesting. I mean, because we are so diversified uh, and we are so services and solutions led, actually, it was a, it was a good year. You know, from a from a kind of a technology sales perspective, it really depends on the vertical. So SLED, public sector, K through 12, higher ed, government business was very, very strong for us. The commercial business was soft, but at the same time, because people were working from home, we were able to kind of work from a kind of a flex workforce and able to outfit customers, you know, in their work environments. But it was challenging and interesting at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I bet. And along those lines, I know that Everyone I've spoken to had grand plans for 2020, whether it be new service offerings or things like that. But ultimately, customers wanted their product, right? So tell me a little bit about how you shifted your business strategy to accommodate that. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, again, because we're so services and solutions led, the strategy kind of remained the same. Where we had to pivot is we had to pivot because everybody's working from home. Mm. So the delays in, in the purely communication mm. was extremely challenging. Getting POs, getting just uh, the day-to-day type of engagements, because you couldn't have any face-to-face engagements. And, you know, till today, it's, it's March, and people are still working uh, from home in most cases. So we had to pivot from a purely a business transactional and a business relationship perspective. But from a strategy uh, perspective, our strategy continues to be the same. And we, what we did is we did some unique type of services engagements to assist customers, specifically in K through 12, where where students had to not work but but educate remotely, and we had to outfit them with the proper technology, make sure that the security is there, that they were able to have the right technology at the right time. It it was quite challenging, but at the same time, it was very very rewarding for us. Yeah, that's fantastic, and you know that's the interesting thing is companies like you, like Agilent, who have, you know, stellar employees for, for many years employed with the company, really were able to, to shift on a dime, which is to your credit for sure. You know, Mark, I think we're fortunate here in the U.S. The forecasts say that we're going to have somewhere upwards of 6.5% GDP growth in the U.S. and 2022 is going to have significant growth. When you look at that, how do you see the forecast for you guys? And then what, what are key movements for your organization as we come into this new year? So it's interesting. I mean, I sit on a number of both uh, national and, and, and global advisory boards with a number of OEMs, and, and we have those discussions both internally and externally, you know, all the time. So we projected, uh, I guess, Q4 of our year uh, last year that Q1 of this year is going to be relatively flat, and it, it appears to be so. Not that it's negative, but it's relatively flat mm-hmm. as opposed to, to growth. But we're definitely projecting Q2 and above to, to have exponential 
exponential growth. So Q2, Q3, and, and Q4. Q4, we look at to be the strongest quarter for us. And again, it all depends on how quickly the vaccines will be available for everyone, how quickly will businesses return to whatever the new normal is. Mm-hmm. I think the new normal will never be what we had before. It's going to be a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, most organizations now allow for hybrid type of flex workforce. I think that's going to continue. But that also brings a lot of opportunities, both from a technology perspective uh, and also from a, a services and solutions perspective. Cloud is a big player. So cloud and security, something that two kind of components that are core to our business, I think that's going to, to kind of expand as, as customers want to work from anywhere and to have the ability to have a complete customer experience working from home or working from the beach or wherever they work for from these days, you know, whether it's the second homes or, or just working with someone. But yeah, we are we are looking at, at growth, both in technology. It'll be interesting on which I think the client devices, endpoint devices are have somewhat stabilized, although they continue. And and those devices are becoming more and more hybrid, meaning that, you know, during the day, you work from a business perspective during the night, you use the same device to play games. Right, uh, but right. from a data center perspective, there's a lot of a lot of interesting movements, definitely in cloud, in consumption. I think customers are looking at different ways of buying things, the mm-hmm. whole Digital transformation, which is core to our business, is continuing. And, you know, there are different companies that are in different kind of stages of digital transformation. So it's exciting for us, and but only time will tell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you make a great point. You know, I, I know Agilent is exceptional when it comes to your service delivery. But, of course, we have to have product behind it. So some of the things I'm hearing from our partners at HP and, and Dell and Lenovo is the, the pipeline of product is going to be constrained chips, chip shortages. And even though Intel announced that Arizona location, it's not going to open tomorrow, although we wish it would. How do you see that impacting the business, the the lack of really product in the pipeline? Yeah, so 100% agree with you, and, and, and I'm not going to mention the OEM, but there's, there's, uh, I think because it's across the board. I mean, the the component shortage is is global. It's not just for our typical IT where we work. It's anything. It's mm-hmm. from cars to watches to to what have you. Right. Uh, but but there's also another another uh, component to it, which I've I've heard, which is very interesting, which is which is believe it or not, global warming. Global warming is affecting the way equipment from a supply chain is delivered from overseas, from Asia to to United States and EMEA, where where these gigantic tankers get filled to the brim. And because the seas are so high, Mm. a number of these huge containers have fell overboard. So, so, so that just compounds wow. the issues with the Intels and AMDs and, and the processors and all the components that are there. But the backlog uh, of devices, of components are, are just amazing. One manufacturer, one model alone just displays 65,000 displays on back order. Wow. Just one model of one manufacturer. Right. I know that because I'm working this particular uh, opportunity. But because of the type of you know relationship that we have and and our Gita partners are uh, globally because we have the highest levels of relationships and and partner OEM relationships, we're able to escalate you know to to our partner community to to mitigate some of that. 
but it's a huge, huge, huge problem. And frankly, we're not seeing any kind of a light on the end of the tunnel mm -hmm. uh, for quite a long time. Yeah, you know, you, you made a great point. In addition to the global warming, as we're talking today, there are, is a, a backlog of tankers. <laughs> yeah. in the canal that can't get through. So, so right. that's a, that's a great point. You know, like I mentioned before, you've got such a loyal team at Agilent and they're all great employees. What, what are you most proud of that came out of 2020 for inside of Agilent? Yeah. So, so I think the, 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 the thing that I'm most proud of is, is our, our delivery and consulting engineers, both mm. our managed services business unit, our what we call advisory and transformation business units, they have put together some really, really innovative, interesting things to help workers, teleworkers, workers from home, workers, not workers, but students, you know, K through 12 and higher end <clears throat> to allow them to continue, you know, educating, to continue doing business. And they've put together fantastic, you know, kind of a services and solutions offering that are both data center driven and both kind of a client endpoint driven mm -hmm. that address security, address the whole digital transformation, that address business transformation. And, and they really did this almost turning on a dime. Very, very wow. proud of that. And those are the accolades that we actually get from our customers saying, thank you, yeah. because we're all in this thing together. So that's probably our... our the, the best best type of type of success story that I can think of in 2020. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Especially you know for those who don't know, Agilent is a is a national and, and global company, but they're headquartered in New York, which as everybody knows was one of the first places hit so tremendously by COVID when things first happened. So a lot of kudos to your team for that. Certainly, you know, Mark, when you look at the Global IT Alliance, I feel like the United States partner just by sheer volume of business in the U.S. is is such a key partner to the Alliance. How do you see your customers utilizing the Alliance today? What are the benefits that you see to, to your particular customers at Agilent? Yeah, I mean, the, the benefits are huge. Let's, let's face it. The globe is much smaller than, than it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago, right? Customers these days have multiple locations across the globe. And how do you how do you provide that consistent customer experience? And that's really the the new uh, you know phrase that the consistent customer experience. Mm -hmm. They want to see business value, and and if you have an office with one employee in EMEA or Asia Pacific or or South America, but the headquarters is in New York or in California or in Chicago, how do you provide that end-to-end -end experience to to a customer that addresses their entire company rather than a location? Mm -hmm. This is what Jita does. Jita is 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 a is a, a it's a consortium. It's an alliance of like minded you know companies that that have the best skill that provide the full life cycle of services and solutions and technology offerings so we offer the the entire technology stack multi-vendor technology stack to our customers but we also offer that 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 uh, personalized relationship and that personalized customer experience that has consistent pricing consistent consistent support and that's really what has has made you know our teams really embrace cheetah and 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 the the strategy and the 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 type 
type of offering and solutions that that Jita offers, not just to to Agilent, but to all of our customers across the globe. That is truly one of the best commercials for Jita I've heard, Mark. So you are to be commended for that because that's exactly it. You know, oftentimes when I'm describing it to customers and other partners, it's the account manager to account manager relationship that speak your in-country language, but also yes. speak the language of global IT. So it's it's yes. really essential. So thank you for that. Sure. So, so Mark, we've been, you know, it's been since almost February of 2020 that we've been in some semblance of lockdown and just hopefully vaccines are coming, as you mentioned earlier, and things are expanding. Personally, Mark, for you, I know you've been through the mill a little bit on this pandemic. What are you most looking forward to to get past and and in your personal life and what you're looking forward to doing going forward once the pandemic passes? So short term, long term, short term and personal. It's my birthday next month and most of my family is the birthday is about the same time. We're actually getting on a plane and going to the Caribbean oh, because we will be vaccinated. Beautiful. So that's my personal thing. So, that's a big so one. Outside of business. And so that's a little sense of reality. Yeah. In, in, my, in my job, in my profession, you know, I travel quite a bit and I have not traveled, I guess, in about a year and three months, which, which when you do travel, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a pain. It's like, oh, people think you're going to these wonderful places, but, but as you know, it's all business and, mm-hmm. and, and so forth. So that has stopped. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward, not just to travel, but I'm looking forward to some sense of normal. Mm-hmm. And exactly what you just said, you know, past the vaccines, the vaccines are coming. And, and or I guess we're a little blessed because this country, you know, has more of the vaccines and the companies than, than the globally, but hopefully we can, we can expand that to, to, to be a, a global vaccination uh, for everyone, because let's face it, you know, it's, it's, it's all about, you know, people travel. Mm-hmm. Once you start mm-hmm. traveling, you know, if you're vaccinated here, but, but not in China, it doesn't make any sense. So I'm looking to, for some sense of normal, whatever that new normal is. As I said before, it will not be the same normal that we had in 2019 and before, mm-hmm. but it will be a normal. You know, people can maybe take the mask down. People can can gather together, both as families and, and frankly, what I miss is seeing a customer face-to-face oh, yes. rather than Zoom and team and so forth. It's just not the same. So I'm looking forward to actually maybe shaking somebody's hand, yeah. which would be great. Yeah, yeah. I was I was talking to a couple of your colleagues yesterday, and that was one of the things is like just being in person, right? Yeah. It's so important yeah. to be able to, to be in person with somebody. Thank you for all of that, Mark. Thank you for joining me today. This was fantastic, and I look forward to continued success with Agilent and the Global IT Alliance. And I hope you have a wonderful day, and thank you again. Thank you, Emery. I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the GITA interviews. To find out more about the Global IT Alliance, please visit www.gita.com or follow us for more great interviews.